Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Back to Buckeye Talk and historic Buckeye Talk. The Big Ten has canceled football season for the fall of 2020. Doug Maurice, Nathan Baird, and Stephen Means. We like to do a lot of nonsense, have a lot of fun on this podcast. This stinks. This stinks for everybody listening to this right now. It stinks for the players. It stinks for the coaches. It stinks for the hundreds of thousands of Ohio State fans around the country. There's not going to be Ohio State football this fall. So we are going to go into that on this podcast. We will have a chance to mourn together like we did with the Clemson loss in future podcasts. We have a lot of time to do a lot of things. So this is serious business. I don't know that we're going to be able to tell you anything that's going to make you feel better. I doubt we can. Um, because there's a great debate going on in our tech subscription. Not, not, not a huge debate, actually. A lot of people are mad. I would think most of our tech subscribers think this move was too early by the Big Ten at the very least. And so there's a lot of frustration. I think there's a lot of frustration in Buckeye Nation right now, including with the, the players and the coaches. Um, but I, I, we want to get into the future here, what this is going to mean. And I'll tell you, we don't have a ton of answers right now. I hope to speak with Christina Johnson, the new incoming Ohio State president, in the somewhat near future. It hasn't happened yet. We hope to be able to speak with Gene Smith. I'm certain we'll talk with Gene. Hasn't happened yet. We have not talked to Ryan Day yet. We're going to start talk to people, talking to people this week, and we're going to ask him how this happened and what it means. But right now, we don't have a lot of answers about whether players can transfer or what this means for recruits. The thing we can tell you for sure is Ohio State is not playing. They are not going to go play somewhere else. They are not going to join another conference. They are not going to do an independent schedule. The cancellation of the Big Ten season means the cancellation of Ohio State season. They're going to try to play in the spring. We don't have a lot of details on the spring. What that's going to look like, I think we maybe are all skeptical about that. We'll get to that later. I want to start with this. Oh, I can't even find it. I can't even find the question now because there's so many angry people. But the, the issue at hand, here it is from the 937. This Ohio State program is going to be in shambles for years to come thanks to Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. If all conferences cancel, that's one thing, but by no means should other conferences be going forward with playing and Ohio State sitting home watching. 
So much BS to not even give it a shot and see it through. That's from the 937. That's where I think we are. And Nathan, we'll start with you. As we ponder this, how would you describe the difference between a world where every major conference ends up canceling for the fall? There's no fall football. Or a world where the Big Ten cancels, the Pac-12 has canceled, but somehow the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 move on. How vast is the difference of those two realities? I think they're polar opposites. I think it's 180 degrees different in terms of how fans are going to feel about this. I, I, I liken it to what I was talking about last night, which is if, if the football team and the coaches got into a season and then a bunch of cases started happening and you had to cancel, that would be one thing. I think they could come to grips with that. But to have it taken away from them at this point, I think is really difficult for them to understand. And I think beyond that, I think it's, it's really difficult for the fans. I, I, I kind of can't even fathom what it would be like for fans to watch the rest of the country, to watch Clemson and Alabama play for a national championship and for Ohio State to have never played football this fall. I, that is kind of a thing that I don't think fans that's, – that, that would be something I think that would be a, a really difficult thing for um, – uh, I would liken it maybe to like what, you know, when baseball had a strike and, and fans just kind of walked away. I wonder if there would be fans who just kind of threw their hands up at that point. I'll, I'll go ahead and say I voted Ohio State number one in my AP poll that I turned in last night. So that, that for the tells history you books. for the history books. And I, I don't know what they're doing with that poll. We may revote. Uh, they may let it stand. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. We haven't heard um, because obviously a lot changed in the last 24 hours. Um, but that's where I voted them. I, I, I was, I had a whole thing of going back and forth between Ohio state and Clemson and I ended up with Ohio state. So um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's that, that was what has been taken away from Ohio State, potentially. It may end up being taken away from everybody. We don't so, know. But that's the issue. That's what I want to – that's – Stephen, mm-hmm. this question from the 912, Ohio State has way too much to lose if the other conferences still play this fall. It simply can't happen. Do you think the writing is on the wall for all of Power 5, and that's why Ohio State is taking this in stride instead of fighting? Nathan, you said it's a 180-degree difference. I mean – for Ohio State, for how pu- people view this for history, I, I mean, it's, it's more than a 180-degree difference. I mean, I know you can't go back around. And it's <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, so uh, it's literally it's, – it's, it's a 360-degree difference, which is yeah. nothing. I understand how circles work. Buckeye talk. Steven, right now, <laughs> if you had to guess, and it's only a guess, and nobody out there knows any better than the three of us pumpkin heads sitting here on this podcast trying to guess – if you had to guess right now, Stephen, do the Big 12, SEC, and ACC play football this fall or no? No, I don't think anybody's playing football this fall. I, I, this fall. I understand you know, the SEC has come out and said they've, they've maybe had some information that maybe the Big 10 didn't have or the Pac-12 didn't have, but I just don't see a, a situation where two of the five Power 5 conferences aren't playing football and everybody else just goes along with it. I don't think anyone's going to play. I think the entire they're going to try to move everything to the spring. From the 513, absolutely garbage that Ohio State should – and Ohio State should leave the Big Ten ASAP. They completely dropped the ball. They should have at least given padded practices a chance before making a bogus and untested decision. Acting like spring football can work if, if fall football won't is ignorant. This is unfair to players, number one, the coaches, number two, and us as fans. That's from the 513. If it winds up that nobody plays, the Big Ten is a leader. If it winds up that other conferences play, the Big Ten is an outlier. I mean, the difference of those two things, it could not be, could not be more different. If it winds up that nobody plays, there's no talk of could – well, are they going to lose guys to transfer? Should they go to another conference? 
it winds up that everybody made the same conclusion and the Big Ten just made it sooner and maybe braver and maybe bolder and maybe risking more by refusing to take risks. If that's where we wind up, whether it's in three days or a week or a month, the Big Ten is going to look like a leader. If the And here's this is the thing that I am worried about the most, and I, I'll probably try to write this some way. The thing that I hate about the virus the most is if you are cautious, and I don't really mean this, you don't actually doing it, but if you choose the cautious route, the only way that you can look smart and right is if it gets worse for somebody else. If it's fine, if the Big Ten did this and the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 play and they get through a 10-game season and they hold a postseason and no player has serious health consequences, because you have to include that, I will not view it as a success if they have a season and get through a season and five players have serious bona fide heart issues as a result of playing, right? It's a, it's a balance of the reward and the cost. But if it works the Big Ten's going to look terrible. Does that mean if you're the Big Ten, you're now rooting for the virus? If the SEC plays, you're rooting for the virus? Of course not. Nobody would do that. But that's what the virus does to us. The virus makes us want to take risks because if you take a risk, then maybe something terrible happens, and that's the worst outcome. But the second worst outcome is not taking the risk and everything's fine, right? Yeah, and I, I would actually go a step farther than that. I talked to a doctor tonight about some of the, the medical issues for some follow-up reporting that we're going to do, and he brought up a point. The reason he thinks that a spring season isn't going to happen is because now for these next however many months, you've taken away the incentive for the Big Ten players to be as diligent as they have been here for these past several weeks and months to try to get a football season in. And, and he thinks that we're probably going to see a spike in results coming through these, these conferences that – have canceled because they don't he, he doesn't see players having necessarily the same incentive for diligence and I think that's people are going to use that then as like some um, further evidence that um, it should have been canceled when it's, it's one kind of almost you could argue creating the scenario Nathan moved into his new house and forgot his microphone so that's why he sounds like he's in a cave he's not in a cave he's in his new home virtualist room <laughs> I blame Steve Jobs let me tell you why. I have to keep switching between my headphones and my plug because I didn't know I was going to have to use my phone, and now my phone is low on battery. So um, this will be temporary. I'll try not to talk too much in the first in the next few minutes, and I can switch back to the headphones. How's that? You know what? How about, Nathan, I'll just take your time. All the stuff that you were going to say. That's you want to say. Listen, that's what you want to do anyway. So it's, yeah. it's, I couldn't see your face right there. It switched off of you for some reason, but I bet your face lit up when I said, <laughs> I'll just talk a little less. Technical difficulties for someone else? Sign me up. All right, this is from the 602. I'm just ticked off about the timing of it all. I honestly don't understand Gene Smith's reluctance to ever really truly fight for Ohio State. The Big Ten needs Ohio State more than Ohio State needs the Big Ten. Start a super conference and get, over, and get it over with. I know this isn't logical, but I'm just frustrated and sad about this whole deal. If we had any type of leadership at the federal level in this country, we wouldn't be here today. 60 years ago, some people cut seatbelts out of their cars because seatbelts were an infringement on their rights. Seatbelts! Just wear a dang mask. Ugh. All right, we're, we're flying raw again on this one. I did not read all the texts for political commentary. Listen, well. I, don't, 
I don't want to turn this podcast into a mask debate because there are enough mask debates out in the world. And I would imagine that we have tech subscribers and we have listeners who are very cautious and have worn masks from the get-go. And we might have some listeners who believe that masks being forced to wear masks or mask mandates or somehow are an infringement. So we're not going to do that. But, but obviously what's happening in society and the inability to control the virus has led to this decision. And now there's a lot of frustration because I think there's a lot of frustration in people around the country about whether your school should open, whether restaurants should be open, whether your workplace should still be affected. And there's a debate about that. But, but the thing you can't ignore here is that if, we, if the country as a whole did a better job squashing the virus, then we, you would have a better chance at football. So that's just true. Whether it should be true or not is I don't want to get into that debate. But let's talk about this. And it was from Rod Lobster in Phoenix. And I want to tell you that Rod Lobster and I, on text, had an exchange where we had come up with the character of Rod Lobster who is a former college football player who's kind of down on his luck. He's a detective. He lives in Phoenix. Um, and we just think Rod Lobster. So we might do, now that we don't have football, I think we really might write a book as a group, the tech subscribers. We might write a fan fiction book and it might star Rod Lobster. So just be ready for that. You don't want to know what we might, what we might do on this podcast and what we might do on the tech subscriptions with no <laughs> football no football i want to get to that in a second but steven we heard gene smith on the big 10 network we heard what gene smith said about christina johnson we read ohio state's statement we have not talked to gene or to christina johnson personally they said they would have preferred a delay to the start of the season rather than doing this it doesn't they are not however pounding their fists and saying the big 10 was wrong they're stating what their preference was and Gene Smith said that Christina Johnson challenged everybody in the meeting, why is this the right decision now? But in the end, and I don't know if, if there's going to be reports now of an official vote or not. In the end, I couldn't tell exactly what it might have meant they voted. I think it's possible if there was actually a vote, if they knew they were going to lose the vote, I think they might have voted for cancellation, maybe because they, they don't want to, they would rather have the, the conference be united. But Gene Smith certainly made the point, this is what, if it was only Ohio State's decision, they would not have canceled on Tuesday. Stephen, did they fight enough? They are the big dog in the room. They're so big, they're two dogs. I mean, they're so big that they're a litter of dogs compared to some of the other teams in this conference. If Ohio, Ohio State, for a fact, did not want to cancel – should they be raising more of a ruckus now or should they have somehow raised more of a ruckus previously considering who they are? Both. I think the fan reaction is that Ohio State played the role of a gentle giant where we know they're the biggest guy in the room, but they didn't always use their muscles and their guns in order to you know, sway their influence enough. And that's how we ended up with this decision today. I think they could still be raising the ruckus right now, but – as Gene Smith said on BT, it just seemed like he has kind of accepted it. They've accepted it, that this is how it's going to be, whether it's the decision they wanted or not. And I think when they were in the room, at some point it got there where, yeah, we, we fought, but eventually they came to terms with, okay, it's not going to go this way, so we'll just accept it and be united with what the what rest of the Big Ten wants instead of what you know the biggest and most important name in the Big Ten wants. Nathan, should they have fought more? I don't know necessarily what else they could have done, obviously, without knowing what happened in that room. 
Um, I, I know that there's, there's a, a sentiment among the fan base that Ohio State should just say, don't you know who we are and we get three votes for year one or whatever. Um, it just doesn't work like that. This is a, this is a conference that it's been an equal share um, financially and it's an equal share in terms of the votes. They get one vote. Northwestern gets one vote. Rutgers gets one vote. Nebraska gets one vote. And uh, I, I don't know necessarily that if Ohio State would have necessarily voted in favor, but I think they might have said at some point, the outcome of this vote is what the entire league is going to now support. And I think they probably would have signed off on that just for the sake of unity. There's not, I don't know what Ohio State necessarily gets. I think what Ohio State fans want when they say Ohio State should have fought more is they want Gene Smith and Christina Johnson to come out and say, the, the idiots in the Big Ten were wrong. Our, our fellow Big Ten programs are are just completely wrong about this, and they blew it, and you should go blame them. And that's just, I don't think, a very um, – it might be cathartic for fans to hear that. I just don't think that's a very mature thing to expect. Nebraska's kind of on that route, though. And that, it, for maybe, sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know. If fans saw, you know, Gene Smith and – if they saw Ohio State do what Nebraska's doing right now, they might – I mean, they're still going to be upset that there's no season, but they might feel like – they fought, at least fought for us because Nebraska is still doing it. They're still fighting, even though a decision has already been made. Nebraska's not fighting for anybody but themselves, though, obviously, right? Yeah. So, so right. here, and here's what I always, and I, now I'm writing down what I need to write. Okay. Um, I think Ohio State itself and Ohio State fans like being Ohio State. So I would ask you right now, today, would you rather be Ohio State or would you rather be Notre Dame? Would you rather be the leader of a conference or would you rather be independent? And now having gone into the ACC, but I'm asking you what you would rather be, not just about this, but about everything. Who would you rather be? Who would you rather be? Would you rather be Ohio State in the Big Ten or would you rather be an SEC school? The SEC is still playing right now, but we all know what Ohio State fans say and think about SEC schools the rest of the time and the way they comport themselves, the way they go about their business, the way they mesh athletics and academics. I don't know if those reputations are true or not, but there's not anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Would you rather be Ohio State? Or would you rather be an SEC team? You can't cut your life up into pieces. If you wish you were someone else, you've got to be all of that. And I think most of the time, the people listening to this podcast who love Ohio State, love Ohio State for who they are, all of it as an academic institution, as an athletic power, as a team that walks the line, as a university that walks the line, combining those two things. Listen, Ohio State's done stuff wrong and gotten caught for it on the athletic side of things, but yet Ohio State doesn't ever want to give in to that. They don't want to say they are a football factory while simultaneously sort of fighting back against being a football factory because they think they're not only that. Ohio State wants to be everything. It's an admirable pursuit. But I don't know that you can sit here today and wish that away because the Big Ten canceled. Do you want to be independent? Do you want to be in the SEC? And if your answer is yes, think about everything that means. You're making an independent schedule. You're not competing for conference championships. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot that can go into that. What happens to your Michigan rivalry, right? I mean, it's, you know, there's some good and bad to being independent. And honestly, they're – I'm not, I would get, if your answer to being independent is yes, I want to be independent. I don't think that's a bad answer, but I'm just saying, you got to think of the whole thing. 
So right now, you guys, right now, Ohio State, and I'll use the word suffering. Ohio State is suffering because of the Big Ten decision, because they have to go along with it. And here's the other thing. Nebraska can do what they want to do. Nebraska just switched conferences because their old conference exploded, and they looked, had to look for a new home. So they don't have roots here, and they're used to moving around. Do you want to be a, a, a program that moves conferences on a regular basis, or do you want to be somebody who sticks with a conference for more than 100 years? There's a lot to like about what Ohio State is. That's why so many people don't like Ohio State, because it has a lot of advantages. Today, on this Tuesday, this historic Tuesday, I can understand why you might feel that being Ohio State and everything that entails is not what you want to be today. But what do you want to be tomorrow? What do you want to be next fall and the five and ten years after that? Nathan. Would you advise Ohio State fans to accept this and understand that you, you, want, you take this hit in exchange for all the pluses of being Ohio State the leader of the Big Ten? Or are there enough other advantages to being something else or somewhere else that it might make sense for Ohio State fans to long for that? I guess I understand why they long for it, but no, I think you take the hit. I think you, you mourn this. Um, you let it hurt. It makes you one of those things in the long run. It makes you appreciate what you don't have even more, I suppose. But I, you laid it out very well. I mean, the, the, the advantages of Ohio State being in the Big Ten outweigh this, this thing where they're for one year chasing football and then the ramifications for that, that that cascade beyond that. And again, everyone needs to remember there is no guarantee anybody else is playing football this fall. So before Big Ten or before Ohio State like severs these generations-long um, connections that it has in the Big Ten, whether that's with Michigan, with the, the other member schools, with its community and what that means to, to being kind of local in the Midwest and, um, as opposed to having to drive to you know, Tuscaloosa and Starkville and, and wherever else. Um, before it does all of that for, for one season, I think you need to step back and look at everything um, that – Ohio State has as its advantage every other year except for this bizarre pandemic year that may never come again. All right, let's move on. Well, Stephen, we'll get you on the next one. I do think someone mentions sometimes that they think it's better when like two of the three of us answer each question rather than three on everything. Unless, Stephen, do you disagree? Would you say Ohio State should be independent or should be in the SEC? If your answer is stay in the Big Ten, we'll move on. No, I think they should stay in the Big Ten. All right, we'll move on to this. From the 419, I'm devastated by the news like countless others in Ohio. Maybe there was a way to make it work, but honestly, it was going to be tough. The nature of football and the number of players and staff would make it incredibly difficult to play a season in a month from now. That being said, just stop with this spring season nonsense. There's absolutely no way to play any kind of schedule in the spring if they're trying to get back to normal a year from now. I've already lived through months of false hope. I don't need more of the same just call it quits and focus all energy on making sure I hear pads hitting in September 2021. Brady in the 419. Steven, where are you on the supposed plan, which the Big Ten and Gene Smith and everybody else is talking about right now? Where are you on the idea of spring football right now? I think spring football is dumb. Well, I don't, so what are we going to do here? We're going to play them in the spring and then eight months later turn around and go right back to normal and play things in the fall? Or are we just going to offset everything from now on and just completely switch up how the fall schedule goes because you want to fit another season to spring? Along with the fact that 
Justin Fields is not playing in the spring. Sean Wade's not playing in the spring. Wyatt Davis is not playing in the spring. And they're not the only team out there who has guys where if the season wasn't, ha- wasn't happening in the fall, then they were going to go prepare for the NFL draft instead of playing in the spring. So what you're going to do is have a bunch of teams putting random things together and trying to make it work for the sake of saving a season for the spring. No, there's, it doesn't make any sense. Just let it go, and we'll start fresh, and they'll come in in January. We'll start with winter workouts, and we'll start from scratch then. Steven, if I said to you the money they could make off TV in the spring would be a significant financial lift for athletic departments in distress, which I, I don't know what the TV contracts would be. That'd be something to work out. They've got to clear space. TV networks aren't used to showing college football in the spring. I also don't know exactly what spring would mean. Spring, like spring, I don't know that spring means like March, April, May. It might mean like, January, February, March, you know, so that's a little confusing too. Steven, should the potential TV money, because we've said all along money's a factor here, how much of a factor would that be to like, well, spring will get us some TV money. Are you still a hard no? I am a no, but that would be the only pro is the money. Nothing else about a spring season would make any sense. From the product you put on the field, I mean, these athletes don't get paid, but the product you're putting on the field is not going to be top notch. So, so I think I know Steven's answer to this. I'll ask it to you, Nathan, this way. I think everybody would assume, I think fairly, that if there is spring football, you can't play a normal fall of football then. You can't play six or eight games in the spring plus a postseason and then come play 12 in a postseason in the fall. It's too much. So what's better, six or eight in the spring and then six or eight in the fall? You truncate the fall season to make up for the spring season or just bail on the spring and plan on 2021. Fingers crossed the, the virus is, is gone or is under control by then. The 2021 is completely normal. If those are the two choices, two smaller seasons or zero season and a full fall 21, where are you? You know, loyal listeners probably remember that from the very first time this got brought up, I pretty much shot it down immediately and thought it was nonsense. Um, that, that what you're describing is like the one way that it would make sense. Maybe you play a, um, a, a divisional schedule only next spring. So Ohio State doesn't play any crossover games. It's just the Big Ten East teams. And then you play another, as you say, truncated season in the fall. But I think you're also probably uh, dismissing some postseason revenue in both of those scenarios too. Um, I don't know, man. It just it, – logistically, it just seems like – you know, you asked a question – a few weeks ago about the um, kind of that you plan to put out to the, the texters about at what point would, at what point is it not worth it anymore? At what point is, are you compromising the, the game too much? I think you said it actually in relation to moving the Ohio state Michigan game. And, and I was not on board with that, that if you had to move that game, that that somehow doesn't corrupt the whole concept of playing college football for one year under special circumstances. But I kind of do think that if all of the best players on all of the best teams are off leaving to go play in the NFL and they, and all you have are kind of left are the scraps next spring, that that might be too much of a compromise and it's not worth playing that you are better just washing this season away, mourning it and moving on to a full, hopefully a full 2021 season. Although I do understand what you're asking. The ramifications of this financially are going to be, um, significant at Ohio State. I think they're going to be devastating in some of these other schools. 
I'll listen to a money argument from an AD or president who wants to make a money argument why they've got to do everything they can to try to play in the spring because of that. I, I don't want to be dismissive of that. It's easy to dismiss other people's money because that money translates into opportunities for young athletes, right? I mean, that, that's yeah. – I've railed before – and I don't want to be dismissive. Now, I'll be honest. The opportunities of young athletes in sports that nobody cares about is not the highest thing on my priority list. Because as I've said before, there's a lot of things that people don't care about that therefore you don't get scholarships to college for. But some of this stuff has been promised to these, to these young athletes. And so their lives are going to be disrupted. So I'm, I don't think anybody, and I think like Gene Smith cares a lot about that kind of thing. I think Gene Smith cares a lot about that kind of thing. I'm sure, Christine, people in higher education, of course, they look at the big picture. They're not only trying to win games. So that's real. Make an argument to me, and maybe you can sway it. From a fan standpoint, I have no interest in it. Not no, but it, for Ohio State in particular, whack off the seven best players. Take the seven best players on the team off the roster. It's a long day. It's a long two days. It's a long two days. Sometimes you say things. night, Doug? Sometimes you say things and they're out of your mouth before you can get them back. Buckeye talk. You take the seven best players off the roster, I'm much less interested in an Ohio State season, right? And now we're not going to – but, I mean, I just the idea of like, okay, I hope you're ready, C.J. Stroud. Here, Like, let's get him ready for the fall. I would much rather have a full fall. I believe – don't let the problem bleed over. So is Travion Henderson playing in the spring? If that, so just hypothetically, can he be I the mean, starting running back? So is we that, have a scholarship. We He'll be here. I mean, it's like Trey Sermon probably won't be here because he'll be getting ready for the draft. And so if you have an early enrolled guy, but do you even want that? Now Travion Henderson, now you get – not that you thought he would be here four years, but now it's – But you throw it off. But and now you, you, now you right. lose Travion Henderson in 2023 because he's going to play in 2021 and 22 and go to the NFL. Is that better for anybody? Would you tell Travion Henderson, no, man, you can't play because we don't want to start your clock of eligibility from a team standpoint in this truncated dingleberry season of the spring. I, I mean, they're we, in early enroll anyway, but you're not going to play. You're just, so, so I don't, I, I mean, like there's, we can have that. I, I mean, like again, I'll make the list of all the postponed discussions we have until no, until February to have these discussions. So I don't even understand that. I would not vote for a spring and when Gene Smith was talking about in the Big Ten Network, he was like, I'm going to wake up on Wednesday morning and start thinking outside the box about a spring season, which means that when he's in the box, he's not thinking about a spring season. He's really not. Yeah, I think that did not, the way Gene Smith talked about this made me less optimistic that spring was an option. And then, and then Urban Meyer came out and really you know, kind of lit the idea of fire later. It's a bad idea. That's why. Money's the only reason to play in the spring to me. I mean, and, and, and let me take that back. Let me take that back. All right. Again, we don't want to be dismissive of the players who have seen their careers in. I bet Jonathan Cooper wants to play in the spring, right? If, you're, if your choice for Jonathan Cooper is never put on that uniform again or play in the spring, and I don't know that he would – he, he probably would play the season and not give it up to get ready for the NFL draft. Guys like that, I mean, I, I get it. And I don't want to – those are their lives. I don't want to be dismissive of that. But in the big picture, I just don't know that there's enough things to pull all that together to make it worthwhile. We'll take a quick break on Buckeye Talk, and we'll leave you with this comment before we come back. From the 309, sorry, but I am entering the fan transfer portal. We'll be back on Buckeye Talk. 
All right, back on Buckeye Talk. Steven and I were just talking about this in the break a little bit. We have a break like we're a radio show. Hey, listen, we're going to do this also, by the way. So be a tech subscriber, 614-350-3315. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if the bosses want to hear this. Um, we have so many tech subscribers, and our audience on this podcast has grown so much. Um, if you need a break from us because there's no football, I, I get it. I mean, I, I hope you stick with us on texts, man. You're paying four bucks a month for a football text subscription. There's no football. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to we're going to keep talking about stuff. I got plans. I got plans. They're made of plywood, man. I like just don't worry. Like there's going to be stuff. Um, we're going to be calling people. We're going to be having fun. But I get it. Like if our text numbers drop a little bit, I get it, man. I mean, there are some people who just like want it out. Someone said, I mean, it's real. Someone said they're canceling all their Ohio State subscription sites because what, what are you doing? There's no, there's no season. I get it. And I hope you come back. So if you're, and if you're going to take a break from us because you're really upset about this and you're hearing these words and you just, you don't, we're not going to dwell on it. Just like with the, I mean, I think we did it with the Clemson loss. We're going to have a mourning day. And I don't use that word lightly. 160,000 people in this nation have lost their lives in the middle of this COVID-19 epidemic. And that is what matters the most. But I'm not going to pretend that the things that bring us joy don't matter. So we can mourn this. We can mourn an unprecedented loss that there's been an Ohio State season every year for the last 120 years. And now there's not. There's not a season for the thing you love. And it might be the thing that you love the most in this world outside of your friends and family. We'll mourn it. We'll mourn it this week. But if you want to go away for a bit, we get it. And we appreciate you being with us as long as you've been here. I'm just, I, so I'm not telling you to quit, but I'm telling you we get it. But I just want to tell you, I saw, I saw a little graphic. I feel like this stuff, I like telling you guys the stuff that I think maybe I shouldn't tell you. 12 times the number of Ohio State Tech subscribers as another team in the Big Ten that also has a Tech subscription. I'll just leave it at that. One that you might be interested in as an Ohio State fans. Our audience, our tech subscription audience is record-breaking at this company. And if we lose some of it now, I hope you come back later. You guys have made this possible. In the last couple days, I felt it to have an outlet to talk to you guys. And I felt it on this podcast. If I was just a writer right now, sitting in my sweaty house in my sweaty shirt, writing about the end of a football season, and it was just me, I'd feel very alone right now. But the fact that Steven and Nathan and I get to talk about this together with you and the fact that we get the text with you and share this makes it a communal experience. And that's why you guys love football because it is a communal experience. From the 602, hi, Doug. No doubt this is awful. Not from the 602, from the 216. College football offered a sanctuary in the midst of a very challenging time for our country. And as much as I'm short-term despondent about no Ohio State football this fall, my heart aches most for the young men who give so much of themselves for the pride and entertainment of the fans. If anything, I hope that this gut punch enhances our appreciation for what these players do, the sacrifices they make, their commitment to school and each other. If anyone finds themselves similarly despondent, remember our joys and disappointments often rise and fall based on the actions of 18 to 22 year olds who are often subject to the vagaries of allegedly more thoughtful professionals. Our disappointment is surely but a fraction of that of the players. Perhaps going forward, their reward and voice should be similarly commensurate. 
I, I, I missed the last word. I got to read it again. Three, two, one. We have heard the player's voice in this. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> Do you think that this has changed college football? I saw somebody who I have talked to as a draft analyst in the past who actually then worked for the XFL. So he's connected. He said, by the time we play college football again, there will be a players association or union. There will be name, image, and likeness. There'll be something else that the next time we see college football, it will not look like college football that we have known to this point. Steven, how much do you think the fundamentals of the game and the way it operates could change before we see a season again? I think regardless of what the decision would have been today, that was going to be the case because either it was going to be the players had something to say and it worked or the players had, and they were listened to, or the players had something to say and it didn't work and they were ignored. And I think that's how a lot of the players, they feel ignored. They, they, they didn't have a seat at that table. Even if they're not making the fundamental decision, sometimes it just feels nice to have a voice and a say in what the decision is going to be. And no one was in there rep, as a representation of them. Now, obviously, you know, Gene Smith can come out and say that they fought for them as much as they did, but there was nobody who was in there as their representative. And so I don't think going forward that can be the case anymore. Somewhat there, some type of union put together. So somebody can be in there talking specifically for what the players want. So at least they can be okay with what the decision is because they at least got to say their piece. Nathan, you think it's a drastic change in the fundamentals of how college football operates? So we heard the player's voice because we're part of the infinitesimal amount of the population that spends their entire life on Twitter. Um, that does not mean that the player's voice was really heard in any way in this process. That's what's important. It's too easy. It, it, too many of these organizations can just placate them, can placate the players, the athletes, by saying, well, we want to hear you. We're listening to you. But then when it comes for time for the Senate hearing over name, image, and likeness issues, there isn't a single athlete, current athlete in that room. The voice is not being heard. And I think that this is going to be another one of those things that does push us towards having some sort of representation. I know we've talked about the difference between a union and, and some other things. And I think that this is just another episode that shows how little influence the people who are actually risking something in this process actually have in, in, in the say of this multi-million dollar process. From the 513, hang in there, Buckeye Nation. From the 515, I think we all knew this was coming. I know I expected it weeks ago. It was inevitable. Other conferences will follow. The big is just the first domino to fall. From the 301, in your opinion, can you give me a percentage for the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 canceling their seasons? I think we've talked about this a little bit already, but Stephen, let's not do percentages. Let's just do, do any of those conferences play a game in September, yes or no? No. No for Stephen. Nathan, yes or no? No. I think it might be yes. And I'm not 100% sure why I think that, but I do want to get into the medical stuff of this. And they are... At the moment, pretty the statements that the the ACC and the SEC especially put out on Tuesday were were not real equivocal. They were kind of like we're doing this now. It feels like I saw someone. I think Pete Thamel might have tweeted this that the Big Twelve feels like a swing state. That if the Big Ten and the Pac twelve are kind of always together, they're the more cautious, more conservative ones. The SEC and the ACC they're a little more willing to let it rip, and the Big Twelve I think is in the middle. And I think the idea of if the Big 12 is willing to hang on and it makes it easier for the ACC and the SEC, if it's only two of the Power Five and the Big 12 also bails, yeah. 
that makes it harder for the ACC and the SEC. But the Pac-12 put out a medical release, and I wish the Big Ten had been more transparent during all of this. I wish large organizations across the board were more transparent. But they put out something that you can assume this is the same thing the Big Ten's looking at. The medical reasons of why they suggest why they did this. One of them is the virus load. They said there's just still too much virus around, and that's an issue. The health outcomes of players, particularly, and as people have mentioned, there's, it's kind of gained steam lately. Long-term heart issues for athletes who get COVID-19, that when you are done, you can have heart inflammation, that then when you put yourselves in strenuous exercise situations, that could overwork your heart and lead potentially to a heart attack. That is something that is in this document that people have been talking a lot about. Another big thing is they need more tests and faster tests. And that they believe that by the spring, and this would be good for the country, what's good for college football when it comes to COVID protections is good for the country. By the spring, they will have a test that is much faster that you're not waiting days for a result. It's almost instantaneous. That news has been out there that people are, are hoping that we get closer to that. So if you're saying what would change by the spring – as opposed to now, that's one of the things. These medical personnel people, they talked about that a lot. That's very important. If you can get faster and greater testing, that's a very big deal. Because I'll tell you right now, they had certain thresholds on their document for if your area has this many tests, this many COVID cases per 100,000 people, whether you're in a, the red zone, the orange zone, the yellow zone, or the green zone. And then depending what zone you're in, they say how often a college football team should test based on how much virus is in the area where the college football team is operating. And I will tell you, by the current numbers, the amount of virus that is in Ohio right now is in the, the red zone, the worst zone. And the Pac-12 recommendation, which I'm sure the Big Ten also looked at, is if you are in the red zone, you should be testing daily. And that is not what the Big Ten plan or what the NCAA plan, Nathan, wasn't when they put things out, it was twice a week and it was 72 hours within 72 hours of a game. And this document is saying, if you have this much virus, it should be daily. That's not where they are right now. It was twice a week and the players in their proposal had called for three times a week, which would still be insufficient based on that standard you're talking about. So, so that's where they are. So this is, this is the medical stuff that factored in. If you're asking, what was it? What was it? That's what did it. From the 216, I'm really disappointed the fans are so upset at the Big Ten. It's been obvious to me that there was not going to be a football season this year as soon as I saw COVID numbers continue to creep up. I feel a lot better knowing players won't have an additional and unnecessary way of being infected and suffering lifelong consequences. It sucks, but I came to this realization months ago, so I have the idea of what I'll be doing on Saturdays this fall, and I won't feel something taken from me. The sooner we get a handle on the virus like other countries, the sooner we get football back on the 515 I think we all knew this was coming I knew I expected it weeks ago it was inevitable I think I already read that one from this 567 wondering what Justin Fields would have been like this year joins a list of wondering what Nick Bosa would have done with the full year in 18 Braxton Miller in 14 Terrell Pryor in 11 Maurice Claret I want to do a what ifs of sort of Ohio State football history Stephen it feels like this Justin Fields what if is going to be something people are going to be talking about for generations, isn't it? 
Yeah, because, I mean, he gave us almost the perfect preview last year. He threw three interceptions and 41 touchdown passes after only being on campus for nine months. I mean, it's just he was probably in the best position of all these what-ifs to maybe win Ohio State a national championship and win a Heisman and, just, and, win a Heisman and be number one pick in the NFL. He, he was probably in – his what-if is probably greater than all of those guys. Because at least with those other guys, we got to see at least two years of it. Um, even if it wasn't the peak version of them, we at least got to see two years of it. Ohio State fans got Justin Fields for 14 games. I saw somebody make a Twitter crack. I think it was not an Ohio State fan, but they said something like, you tell me Ohio State got JT Barrett for two decades and they only got yeah. <laughs> in Haskins and Justin Fields for two years total, um, which I, I, I'm not laughing at Ohio State fans, I'm laughing with them in a, in a moment of sadness. That is what's crazy. They're probably the two most talented quarterbacks Ohio State's had. You've got them for 28 games total. From the 614, I've held back, but I'll say this. I got into my business because of Ohio State. My dad introduced me to the Buckeyes when I was little, and through every tough and sometimes devastating uh, thing in life, Ohio State football was always a constant. Today was a punch to the gut like I can't remember in sports. It's bigger than the toughest loss imaginable. It makes a grown man want to cry especially because this was our year. We will never get to see one of the greatest seasons in Ohio State history or the best Buckeye quarterback ever in his final season. It's just, well, you said it perfectly. It sucks. From the 606, Nathan, your take on this. As a hospital CEO and the father of a collegiate athlete. So this person is describing who he or she is. Oh, not he or she. They said father. Uh, Who he is. My ears are perked. This sounds like somebody that, will have a a particularly interesting opinion. Hospital CEO, father of a collegiate athlete, this was the right decision. If the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 try to play, then they will fail, which will benefit our Buckeyes. So, Nathan, we've talked about how this could negatively affect Ohio State. Do you believe that there would be a world where if those other conferences try and it goes wrong – that then the Pac-12 and the Big Ten would look smart, which again leads us down the path of you cannot be rooting for failure because failure is sick, young athletes. And no matter how much you dislike the SEC, nobody is rooting for that. But that idea, is that at least worth bringing up that if the SEC and the ACC and Big 12 try, there's no guarantee they're going to succeed? Yeah, and, and not just sick young athletes, sick yeah, sick whoever they potentially pass it on to and the people it could be especially deadly for. Um, yeah, I think there is some something where that this could be something that the Big Ten and, and places like Ohio State, in the long run, you get to plausibly, I don't know if spin it's the right word, that sounds kind of cynical or glib, but I think it's something that they, they would be able to then say, you know, we, we made the right decision based on health. I mean, that's what they're saying today. They're saying that the – and I hate, kind of hate the use of the term – uh, kids, I kind of wish we'd get away from that. We're talking about college athletes. I think that's part of the problem. And then Gene Smith was doing it today too. I don't think he meant it pejoratively in any way, but I, I think we use that too much. But you know, they, they they worry about the athletes' safety. They worry about the athletes' health, and that was what ultimately made this decision for them. Almost took it out of their hands in their view. So I think in the long run, they will be able to to say, I don't know if they're going to wave in people's faces, but they'll be able to say, that's what that's why we did this. That's not a win, though. I mean, being able to – I don't know. Nobody wins in this situation, so I don't know if necessarily that's a good or bad thing to be able to say because, I, I mean, you college athletes can't play this year or they're going to get sick. 
and the, the, nobody's winning in that situation. So I don't even know if that's something that's a benefit to the Big Ten and Pac-12 just because they were first. Well, not that it's winning, but I mean, if someone, if you say I'm not doing that, if and and, and again, I've preached, I've been pro caution on this the whole time. If I give up, if I say I am not gonna swing on the rope, and this is a, this is a thing that I would like to do in my life, and I've never done because I'm probably too afraid I'm gonna kill myself doing it. I'm not gonna go down to the old watering hole and swing on the rope and fly out and let go and land in the water. That seems like a fun, cool thing to do but I'm not going to do it because I'm worried I'm going to break my leg. If I, if me and my friend don't do it and our three other friends try it, if they all swing and land in the water and say, that was awesome. Then that reflects on us in one way. If they all swing and fall off the rope and break their leg, that reflects on us in a different way. We're not rooting for them to break their leg, but if the sec and the ACC, if it goes wrong, obviously I think in the end, not, not that, the Big Ten would necessarily say, I told, you, I told you so. I bet you some people who are Ohio State fans might say, I told you so, though, right? So it's like you're feeling – I understand feeling this right now, but what happens with the virus and the – this is now out of the Big Ten's hands. As much as people might dislike this decision today, it's done and their part of this is over. And everything that's going to be decided about how it's viewed is up to other people. It's up to other conferences what they do and don't do. It's up to the country and how the virus is handled or not handled and how much success or lack of success there is with trying to play. So the Big Ten, I I mean, that's a tough place to be in, but I think it's also comforting in like, we did our job, but how it's reflected in the history books is not going to be based on their cancellation. It's going to be based on what other people do and how it goes. Last couple things, we just can't get to all of them, but guess what? We have a long time to get to everybody's text <laughs> messages from now on. I want to say this. We want to do this. I think I mentioned it that I didn't say it before because we're just all a little off track. It's a little nuts. They've done this on our Browns podcast. I would like to do this this week where we basically do like almost like a live call-in radio show. We say we're doing the podcast on Zoom at this time, and we send you the code as tech subscribers to join us, and then you just raise your hand in the Zoom and ask a question, and then you can leave. Or you can hang out and listen, but we'll make it a podcast. But it's like it's, it's a way for us to have live callers. I would like to do that this week. We'll try to do that. So we're going to keep trying to bring you value to the tech subscription. I'll read a couple nice things because you guys are so nice to us. From the 330, hey, Doug, Steven, and Nathan, I know it sucks for us, but just know we are all hoping your jobs are secure with this. We're okay. I think our company has done a really good job trying to uh, get through this, this pandemic. It's financially difficult on everybody. I've had people, I've had tech subscribers message us and say they have lost their job. So we're thinking about you guys. We're thinking about the tough things you are going through. We appreciate so much you guys thinking about us. We are going to have plenty to write, plenty to talk about. We will continue to bring you content and we'll be okay. So please don't worry about that. We will be okay and we will be here together whenever Ohio State sets, sets foot on a football field again. But thank you for that. From the 419, you guys provided us with so much entertainment, which sparked hope during this pandemic. And that, my friends, will never be forgotten. Even though the season has been canceled, I want you to know that. Truly, thank you from the 419. You guys are going to make me cry. Last thing, we'll get out of it with it. We'll get out of here with this. And then we'll come back and we'll keep doing this in the next couple of days. Kevin Warren is a coward. The definition of a coward, a coward and a fraud from the 614. 
did they go too early? I said initially on the first text that sent out, it very well may be the case in the end that this is the right decision, but I think you can quibble with the decision-making process and the timing of it. Nathan, as we sit here, knowing we just read some, some of the medical evidence that clearly the Big Ten looked at, we know the virus numbers that they went, they were down this summer, then they went back up. They, I think they're plateauing or heading back down a tiny bit, but they're still higher than anybody expected at this time. There's lots of factors that go into it. But as we sit here in mid-August, is this too early for this final decision, Nathan? Even if it's the right decision, is the timing of it too soon or does it make sense? I guess I still don't see the harm in pushing back the start of your first weekend, three weeks, telling everybody to go home and, be, and, and not be involved with football for a week, or I guess players are sending them to their not home, but, you know, stay at home. You're not, you're not going to – we're going to interrupt preseason camp and just take the deep breath that Ryan Day wanted, even if you just came back at the end of next week and had to make a final decision. I just didn't understand why it had to be made today. I think, I think in the long run I was still pessimistic about football. Even after talking to a guy who – a doctor who thinks today was the wrong decision, I'm still pessimistic about the idea of playing football this fall. And I still – but on top of that, I still think that, yes, it was hasty. I think they had more time. Steven, what are your thoughts on that? I think it was too early. It's easier to, you know, wait a second and make sure you have the right decision. Like, you can't turn back on this now. You said it's canceled or postponed until spring, whatever. You're not playing football in the fall, and you've made that decision now, and you can't turn back on that. At least if you kept your options open, you can always say no. You can't reverse it and say, yeah, we're going to play at some point. I will say the Big Ten did not use the C word in its release. It did not use the word cancel. It used the word postpone. And that mm-hmm. to me is lying because of how we have characterized it. And I think you have to be honest about this. They canceled fall football. They might try to play this fall season in the spring, but it will not be the same thing. So this is canceled. That's what you did. You canceled it. This is when football happens. This was when football had the best opportunity to operate at at closest to full throttle, that was canceled. So let's all own the cancellation and use the C word. We've used the C word in our headlines, and we're going to continue to do that. Here's why I understand why they canceled today. And I had a misread on this situation, and it's, it's, it's very clear to me, and I think if you think about it this way, it's clear to everybody, the decision that they actually made. The testing, the ability to have more testing or daily testing was not going to change in the next two weeks. The level of virus in the Big Ten footprint was not going to go down enough in the next two weeks. The the long-term health issues with the heart were not going to change in the next two weeks. All along, I thought they would try contact in practice and see how it went. I thought the deadline, I thought the real test Mm -hmm. would be a week after contact started when they could see, do we have a bunch of positive tests or not? And it turned out that the medical evidence is so scary to them that they didn't want to risk contact. And if you're not going to risk contact, a delay does not really do anything for you. Because if you're afraid of contact now, Why are you not going to be afraid of contact in two weeks? There's not going to be enough that can change. 
So I thought they would be willing to risk the contact with the players and see what happened, that that would be putting their toe in the water. Because you have to have practice contact before you have game contact. And it turns out they didn't want to go in the water at all. So if that's their decision, we can't risk the contact, I think then you have to go today. You couldn't delay them any more than you already did. And I'll give you the little secret right now. Nathan and I watched practice a couple days through binoculars. We saw what they were doing. We felt it was newsworthy to be able to tell, are they wearing masks or not? How are they going about this? We saw coaches wearing masks. We saw on a rare occasion a coach pulling his mask down to speak to players, but then pulling it back up. Everybody with the, everybody who was on the field that was a staffer that wasn't one of the full-time assistant coaches, they were masked up fully all the time. No players in masks, which is what Ryan Day said. Players weren't wearing masks ever. Part of the Pac-12 medical advice was to wear masks while you were playing. That's not what Ohio State was doing, and they weren't hiding that. They felt that wasn't realistic, and they felt that wasn't really going to do anything. So they were around each other. They're in drills. They're next to each other. They're talking to each other without masks on. And they weren't six feet apart the whole time, but they weren't tackling. They weren't going to the ground. They weren't really getting up on each other, but they certainly were around each other unmasked. So I'm always a little bit curious to see what happens if there are any positive tests from that, because I think they were probably closer to each other than they were when they were doing voluntary workouts. And we needed to monitor that. Not because we're trying to steal secrets from the football program, because it's a public health issue, and we wanted to see what rules were or weren't being followed. So as journalists, we did that, and we saw them doing what they said they were doing. So they weren't lying about that. But that, the line ended up being any contact. And so if you are just not going to cross that line, I don't – I mean, to push – even Ohio State's suggestion, that's pushed till late September. So you're delaying the start of camp, but what would make you more confident about contact two weeks from now? I don't know what would change. I don't think enough would change. So they drew the line before contact, and that's the, that's the decision they made. So at least I, th I think that's – I think there's some coherent thinking in there, even if I think it was poorly communicated much of the time. It wasn't as transparent as it should have been. I don't think they planned very well for it. I don't think they communicated to the schools particularly well about it. But if that was your final decision, at least I think that's the answer of why now. So I don't, I don't know if that makes anybody feel any better, but I think that's – they just could not take that next step. And if you can't take that next step, you can't play football. Before we get out of here, we'll give a last word to you guys. Steven, how do you want to wrap this up? Again, this is history. Mark it down. It's not a mark it down Monday. It's a Tuesday. But this is the day on August 11th, 2020, the Big Ten canceled fall football. Steven Means, your last thoughts. I, I will stand by. I think they could have waited a little. I understand you're, you're – you're thinking, but I still think they could have, you know, waited a little bit longer. It sucks for guys like Jonathan Cooper, who, who came back for this exact reason. He played the Michigan game and redshirted the rest of the season in order to come back for a senior year. You feel for a guy like that, and you also feel for a guy like Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis, who, you know, could have gone pro. And Sean Wade especially could have gone pro, came back another year, and now that year is not going to happen. So you feel for guys like that. Nathan Baird, last words. You, you kind of accused me of being kind of an uncaring robot last week when you asked if I had that kind of pit in my stomach about moving the Michigan game. And <laughs> I said that I didn't. And 
Um, ironically, I probably sound like a robot tonight thanks to our, uh, my audio setup. Um, but I felt that pit today, especially when, we, when those first texts or the first tweets came out that they had done this. And the one thing we haven't really brought up is how we had kind of tricked ourselves into thinking that reprieve was coming, right? Like we, I was kind of under the impression and I, the vibe that was out there was that, hey, the Big Ten maybe is kind of rethinking things and they're going to hit the pause button and they're going to try to maybe give this another shot or come at it from another angle. And then those, when those tweets came in, it was just like, it was a gut punch. And I don't have anything emotionally riding on this other than having to uh, pay for this house I just bought. Um, but as far as like, I don't root for these teams, so I'm not emotionally attached to whether they play football this fall in the same way. But it's just you, 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 all of that loss that all those people, if you have any empathy at all, all that loss just kind of comes rushing in all at once. We're going to be with you. We're going to have stuff to talk about. Ohio State football is going to be okay. Ohio State football is going to be okay. This is not going to change fundamentally the program that you guys listening have loved. And I don't, I don't want you to be worried about that. I told you not to be scared of Clemson in January. And I'm telling you now, don't be scared of the future. This sucks. And it sucks for a lot of people. Uh, again, starting with the players on that team. And, and again, let's not forget all the other athletes at Ohio State who play fall sports, all the other athletes around the Big, Twen, uh, Big Ten. And again, the Pac-12 has canceled all the athletes in the Pac-12. This sucks for them. The, the thing that's hardest about this, those of us that are at a stable point in our lives. Listen, I'm 46, man. It all runs together after about 30. It's all the same, right? And then one day you're gone. So I'm in the same zone. You know, my kids are my kids are going into their her junior year of high school and going into eighth grade. They're never going to be a junior in high school again. They're never going to be an eighth grader again. They're missing small windows that help shape you as a person. I'm in a big window. A lot of you listening are in a big window. If you're in a big window, you're going to be okay. Am I good at 26? And where's my window at? I mean, you're just sitting around playing video games and <laughs> writing recruiting stories. I mean, I don't know. You've got, you, you got something draped over the window so it doesn't uh, glare off of your screen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Baird actually, Baird, Baird was in more of a small window than either of us, I think, Stephen, because he had a it's wedding plan that he didn't get to do what he wanted to do. You'll, you know, so you had to adjust. So if you're, in a, if you're in one of the big window phases of life, you'll be okay. Ohio State's in a big window. Ohio State's Ohio State. This isn't going to fundamentally change that. Those players aren't getting a season back. My daughters aren't getting their, their same one year of school back. And those are the people who are going to, for, for lack of a better word, suffer the most. Now, if you have medical issues, if you're losing your job, that is, that is next level. That's more than what these players are going through. So, but, but your program will be okay. So try to take that with you. Try to take that and, and throw that in with your disappointment a little bit. We're going we're gonna to have fun. We're not going to wallop you over the head with, boy, doesn't it still stink that there's no football? We're going to try to find ways to have fun. We're going to try to find ways to analyze big picture issues about Ohio State. We still got a chain restaurant bracket. So if you need a break, I get it. If you want to hang in, we will be here for you. So on this historic day, thank you so much for making Buckeye Talk part of it. And Nathan and Steven, just so you guys know, this is the emergency Tuesday night podcast. This is not the Wednesday podcast. So we're coming back on Wednesday to do the Wednesday podcast. Did you guys know that? I figured, but when you made, I mean, when you said it, it made it real, but I figured this was the emergency about how it was going. 
So I think we'll be back Wednesday with more of the same, but we're bringing a Wednesday podcast. I don't know if it's going to be like the normal two and a half hour thing, but we're going to talk to some Ohio State players and coaches, I think on Wednesday morning. So we'll do some reporting. We'll talk to some people and then we'll bring you a big healthy podcast on Wednesday and then we'll get back on that everyday schedule. This is the emergency Tuesday podcast because it deserves it. So on behalf of Nathan and Steven, thanks for being part of it. We're sorry but we'll be okay. I'm Doug, and that was Buckeye Talk.